Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Welcome, everyone, to our second edition of Couples Around the Cross. And uh, last time we talked about uh, what our lives and our marriages were like prior to the cross to set the foundation. So that's part one. If you haven't heard it yet, you're free to go back and listen to that. Otherwise, stick around and listen to part two. So my name is Eric Hurt. And, uh, to my left, I'm here with Mike Cleveland and Jody Cleveland. And to my right, here, my precious wife, uh, Sylvia. And so part two, we're going to look at Colossians chapter three, uh, verses around 12 through 17, I believe, somewhere around there. We'll see how it goes. So, Mike, welcome. Brother, you ready? Yes, I'm so glad to be with you guys. I've learned so much from you and gained so much from you, and I love listening to all of you. So I'm excited to do another podcast with you. Oh, that's wonderful. And, and Jody, how are you doing? You ready for another podcast here? Yes, yes. <laughs> Always excited to rejoice in Jesus, right? Amen. Yeah. And then my precious wife, Sylvia, how are you doing today? Doing well. I'm ready. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> love being with you all. Wonderful. And we've learned so much from you uh, as well, Mike and Jody, and just so thankful for your ministry and for your building into our lives and things that we've learned from you and uh, just building into our marriage and lives. And so this is just, you know, we say it all the time that when we do these podcasts, we just want one more heart uh, to be set free. You know, we want one more heart to experience this power uh, that we see at the cross. And so as we, as we look at Colossians 3 together, starting in verse 12, Mike, would you like to read that? Okay, reading from the New Living Translation, verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And one of the things that stuck out to me initially is there's a... A, a declaration of his love for us right at the front, right? Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves. Mm-hmm. Now, Eric, how do we know he loves us? It's not so much like the Bible tells me so, and so I'm <laughs> going to believe it. But when I come to the cross and I stop and look at the cross, I see love, mm-hmm. love, love, right? That God so loved the world and gave us his only son. Mm -hmm. that Jesus so loved us and gave himself for us. And I'm I'm looking at the cross, I begin to experience it. And so I can look at Colossians 3.12 and say, yep, I am that holy person that he loves. Because I, you know, when you're really loved by somebody, you know it, right? You can experience and feel it and tell it and everything. Why? Well, look at Jesus, he gave his all for you. He held nothing back. All right. He gave his body and his blood. And so he's saying it not just with words, but with actions. You are loved. Let me prove it to you. And he went to the cross mm-hmm. and he died. And so that's the first thing I see in verse 12. 
That's awesome. Wonderful, brother. What about you, Jody? What do you uh, what are your comments there on as you look at this passage in Colossians three, verse twelve? All right. Well, I love how he um, sets out our identity right from that the beginning. He's letting us know, look, I'm talking to you as holy, beloved, chosen. You know, when you think about those words, those are special words. Those aren't just, you know, oh, this is my neighbor. No, this is, you are holy. You are loved. You have been chosen by God. I mean, everybody wants to be picked, right? Everybody wants to be on the team. And here God has chosen you. This is, you're special, so this is the foundation from which he instructs us, right? We have a new identity. I'm no longer, you know, Jody, the uh, whiny, needy. Yeah, the... <laughs> Unaccepted or whatever. Right, all that. Um, misfit, you know, mm-hmm. although, you know, anyway, <laughs> we'll let that go. <laughs> but, but now, but now I'm holy and I'm loved and I'm chosen. And in that context... Right? That's where I'm going to hear more instruction for me. And he says to be compassionate. Right? Be put on, let's see, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. If I were looking that in, in my flesh, I have to be, I got to muscle it up, right? I've got to be kind now. I got to be compassionate. I got to try to learn how to be meek. Okay, that's hard. That feels like a heavy weight, like a bar I will never reach. That I won't even try because I know I'm not going to ever measure up to that, right? That's Jesus. I can't do that, right? <laughs> but, but from my new identity, my new identity that says you are loved, you are holy, you are chosen, I have made you different. You are not you anymore. You are a new creation. Oh, Oh, really? Okay. Well, out of that overflow of all that love and compassion that I've received from God and the kindness of God that led me to repentance and the the meekness of Jesus and the humility of Jesus who died on the cross in my place, he never did a thing wrong, but he died for me. Out of that, that's the context in which I am invited to enter into a life with Jesus that is different. And that is... That makes all the difference for me, right? <laughs> no, it's not me trying to measure up anymore. It's me um, being carried along by Christ, right? <laughs> Amen. That was wonderful. And uh, we're just celebrating in the cross together. That's why we're calling this Couples Gathered Around the Cross. Amen. And Sylvia, what, what are your thoughts on Colossians 3.12 as you, as you read it, as you look at those words there? Well, I just think about um, trying to do all these without the cross. It just it doesn't mm-hmm. work that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when when Christ died for you and loved you, you know, as we emulate His love, He fills us with the tender-hearted mercies, the kindness, the humility, the gentleness, and the patience. And as we exemplify Christ's love, all these start to fill you. That you can, in turn, as you're one with your spouse share that to be able to love him and then from there it just continues to just spread out and yes. it's amazing it's something you can't even describe or explain um, that only Christ can give amen Eric I want to just interject one thought and that is at least in my version it says clothe yourselves with tender hearted 
mercy. Oh, you were going to take that one? Oh, I stole it. Oh, I'm a thief. Um, that is so awesome. That's why Mike and I consider ourselves twins, because that's exactly where I was going to oh, go. Oh, you and do so it. So if you want to interject and run with it, run. The, the only thing I wanted to say was that the cross of Jesus Christ affects our hearts and yes. makes us tender. Yes. You know, when we were under the law, it's associated with stone, yes. right? right? The stone tablets were given to stone hearts. Yes. They're brittle. They break easy. Yeah. They they don't hold up under pressure. Right. Uh, these are hearts that are easily cracked and broken. Oh, but look what happened at the cross. Mm -hmm. I got a new heart. Yes. And right. this heart is so tender. Right. It's just yes. like, you know, cut the, the rip the the, the, the steak off because it's tender. It's it just is it's been crushed. It's been remade. So I wanted to just bring out that word, tender-hearted mercy. Imagine couples living together in tender-hearted mercy. Oh, right. Yeah. As opposed to rage and anger and lust bitterness. and selfishness and bitterness and anger. Mm -hmm. Tender-hearted mercy. I don't know what you were going to say. Yeah, that is, it's so <laughs> remarkable how, how this works, right? When we're doing these podcasts and we're looking at verses and I loved everything everyone said. It's just so remarkable. And that's exactly what, what really caught my attention was that we're clothed in these, right? Mm. We're loved. We're loved. Like you said, we're so loved at the cross. Jesus was clothed in such humility, you know, and mm. such disrespect, with such anger, clothed with all of our sin mm. so that he could clothe us. With you know, by through his blood, right through his shed blood. Now we're clothed, no longer in our sinful nature, but like you guys said, with a new nature, and mm. we're clothed in this. Clothe yourselves, and this is where I was going, with tender-hearted mercy. Right. You know, tender-hearted, right. so much different than anger and rage. Mm. So much different than the well that used to spring up of evil. Mm. That's all that could come up out of the evil, uh, right. the evil heart. That's all, all we there. had. That's all we had to give. Yeah. Right. But because Jesus and his tender heart, mm -hmm. we see mercy at the cross. We look at the cross and we see the, the height and the depth right. and the width and the breadth of his love. It's majestic when you look at the cross, mm -hmm. right? His, his, heart was pierced so that ours could become tender-hearted mm -hmm. in the new creation that we've been talking about. This is where our heart is pierced and crushed. You know, the stone was removed when we were given his spirit so that we could become tender-hearted. Jesus was the most tender-hearted person there ever, ever was. Yeah. Can you imagine being nailed to the tree without saying a, a word except reaching out in love? Mm -hmm. Father, forgive them. Mm. For they know not what they do. Mm -hmm. This is tender-hearted mercy. Mm. I'm dying on your behalf. Mm -hmm. I'm removing your sin from you, whatever it was. It doesn't matter. I'm taking it all from you. One of the things that this brings to mind for me is Adam and Eve in the garden. Right. And they were naked. They were unclothed because they were in their sin. Now, they tried to clothe themselves with fig leaves. But it didn't work. And so God came along and put to death a sacrifice. Right. And with that sacrifice, he clothed them. Now, you and I today, 
we look at the cross and Jesus was unclothed. Right. Right. He he was naked on the cross as a picture of our sin. Yes. And our nakedness. But what did he do? He gave us his robe of righteousness right. and he clothes us now so that we're covered, we're clothed in tender hearted mercy. Right. And so it's because of the cross that we wear this tender hearted mercy. Right. Amen, brother. Well said. And it's just so wonderful to gather around the cross and just see everyone's perspective because we're all looking at the cross uh, together, but we all have a different commentary of what mm. we're actually seeing. Right. And that's the beauty of it. That's mm -hmm. the beauty of being united around the cross and receiving the love of Jesus at the cross. Right. And so uh, we can probably, we could dive into and stay at verse 12 for a very long time, but oh, we'll probably sure. move on to verse 13. Jody, would you like to read 13 and we'll make some comments there. Okay. Bearing with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. I'm reading from the ESV, so it's a little bit different, All but right. yeah, uh, that's, that is one rich verse. I think what I love so much about this particular section of scripture is that um, there's no um, innocent party, right? There's no looking down on the sinner, you know, that your spouse offends you. You're not up here looking down at them saying, <laughs> you have done it now. And now you've got to earn your favor back with me. You've got to earn your um, place back where you were before. You've got to work really hard and make it up to me because you've done this thing. That's not the context um, that you see as a Christian um, husband or wife. As a Christian husband or wife, you have been forgiven much and out by Jesus. His death on the cross atoned for our sins, right? He, he took those off of us and gave us his righteousness and because we've been filled up with righteousness and love and mercy and grace, and we've been uh, received all this from Christ, we have a full bank account. We can't be stingy with people. We can't look to our spouse and say, now look, the, the, all this that I got from Christ was for me. It wasn't for you. You have to work. You've got to earn your way back. That's not, it's not that way at the cross. At the cross, we're level. We come together as sinners who are forgiven, who realize that we are going to have complaints against each other. <laughs> that is a, that's a, should be expected, right? Well, I hate to say it, but we, we are, we, while we've been made to be new creations, while we have the spirit of Christ in us, we are clothed in frail flesh that is weak. Our hearts never want to hurt our spouse. They never want to hurt our friends. They never want to hurt our parents or our children, but they, doggone it, our flesh does hurt them. Mm -hmm. We say mean things. We say we do unkind things. We're thoughtless. That's just common human right problems. <laughs> but we, because we have been forgiven through Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection, raising us to a new life. We've been raised to this resurrected life of uh, ability now to forgive, not cling and be bitter, but forgive generously because we've been generously forgiven. That is good news. Mm, amen. 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 Sylvia, what are your thoughts on Colossians 3 verse 13 when you look at it? 
Um, it amazes me how that God would even forgive me for the life mm. that I, the flesh that I was living in. Um, mm. it, it amazes me every day that I'm, that he has bestowed on me by no merit of my own, such a cleansing from his bloodshed mm. that I was able to pass on to you, <laughs> that I was able to forgive you and um, not hold any of it, all of it. I was able to forgive you mm. for all the bitterness, all the anger, the resentment, everything, um, and that he that he could forgive me. He's not going to forgive me if I don't forgive you. Mm. And um, that just brings such such a healing and such a um, a love that's just indescribable. And what I've seen in you over the years is the actual love of Christ working in you. Mm. The, the love that you've received was extended to me. I know I didn't deserve it, but you loved me anyway, right? Mm. And so that was wonderful. And I know Mike feels the same way. Absolutely. You know, we didn't deserve all the rotten ways in which we treated you and the words that I used to say to you. And yet you forgave me just as Christ had forgiven you. And so uh, so I don't want to steal Mike's comments. We're going to go to Mike now and let him comment. What do you see when you look at verse 13, Mike? Because I have a feeling we're going to be pretty close to <laughs> having the same thoughts here. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> here's, here's what I'm thinking. When you look at the cross, those people who were crucifying Christ, they were the ones who drove the spikes into his flesh. He was falsely accused. He was hung up on a tree. He had nails driven into his flesh. And what did he do? Say, I'm going to get you on the third day. Buddy, you better watch out. There's a resurrection. No. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Right. His heart bled out on that tree. It was pierced in his heart. And he bled out praying for the forgiveness of the very people who were crucifying him. Now, if I were to say to you guys, hey, you need to forgive. Just out of the blue, just the law <laughs> says, you need to forgive. And you're like, well, yeah, I know I probably should, uh, but I keep thinking about it, and my mind can't stop. It dwells on it, and I can't get over it. Yes, but come to the cross and look up and see the Savior. See God himself in a body bleeding for you, dying for you. Mm-hmm. For all the sins that you've committed, for all the things you've left undone that should have been done, for all of the areas you've fallen short, those are forgiven. Even that sin that you don't want anybody to know about, that you think that you're going to take to your grave, he's forgiven you of that. Yes. Amen. And experience it. Just receive it right now. Right. Just receive the fact that he says, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And once you receive it, oh man, now you got something to share. Right. I am fully convinced that I could forgive anybody for anything. Mm -hmm. And and so my thought is that these all have a foundation upon which we're told to do things. And that foundation is the cross. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful listening to you guys. And the only thing that I think I would add to to verse 13 is to make allowance for each other's faults. Right. Make allowance. Make allowance for their faults. Mm. We're going to have faults. Make allowance for that. Mm -hmm. Mm. Expect that, like Jody said earlier. Just make an allowance for that fault. Mm. 
And then a little bit further down it says, remember. Remember. Right. We're to remember. So the faults and the allowance, we're to remember. Exactly what we're talking about. Remember the cross. Mm. Remember to look. Remember the allowance. Remember the payment. Right. Remember just how I forgave you. Look to me and see the treasure, the one who left heaven, who emptied himself and came to earth and took off his royal crown right. and crowned himself with the thorns, right? All right, the curse. With the curse, right? yes. Remember, give allowance for their faults. Just as I've given you allowance, look at me. Mm. Look at my wounds. Look at my hands and my side mm. poured out for you. Remember. We're to remember the cross. And when we remember the cross, what are we forgetting? Mm, <laughs> yeah. Right? We're forgetting the false. The sins, the false. This is the allowance. The cross mm. is the allowance mm. that enables us to forget. Why? Because we're remembering yes. the sacrifice. Not the sin. And the price that was paid. Mm. Mm. Certainly you couldn't hurt me more than Christ was hurt and crushed mm. and put to death on the cross. Right. right. And so let's use this word then as, a, you know, the psychological community loves to use trigger words. <laughs> let's use this as a trigger word. The word remember. Whenever I remember something done wrong to me, now let me remember the forgiveness that I have that was purchased at such a price. And so whenever I remember, I'm to remember. Right. Now I'm pointing in different ways. But whenever I, because God says in Hebrews chapter 8, that I will forgive your sins and remember them no more. Right. And so how do we do that as humans? Right. We remember the price paid. We remember our debt is removed. We remember we're reconciled to the Father We through the death of the Son. Amen. We remember the good news. And that enables us to forget the sin that was done. Absolutely. This is just such a wonderful celebration around the cross. And and this is how marriages are united with such power and and with such love and Mm. such forgiveness and such allowance and grace. Mm. Right. Right. And when we all remember. And the thing about this is all four of us love to remember mm-hmm. yeah. because then we forget yeah. so right. you said, remember to forget <laughs> so mm. remember to forget I, like that. Um, I hope i remember this yes <laughs> so, if you don't, so I don't remind you. forget i appreciate Aww. that yeah, i know you will so moving on we're gonna we're gonna look at verse 14 so we're in colossians 3 we've looked at verses 12 and 13 we've made it through two verses we'll move on to verse uh 14 sylvia would you like to sure. read verse 14 Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Wow, that is amazing. Clothe ourselves in Christ's love. Right? It's, it's just over, it just overflows my mm. heart um, each time I think about that, which binds us all together. It makes us a family. Mm. You know, there's no... there's no third string. It's just all a big family, you know. Oh, and, yeah. Indescribable. I, I, I love that he can love us, that we can love those around us. I mean, we all share the same love. We all share the same bloodshed that he cleansed us with, taking all of our sins and stains away right. to renew us and make us clean in him, washed us clean. <laughs> and if you think about it, 
this, uh, what, he, what he says, to clothe yourself with love, and that binds us all together in perfect unity. Now, the world would look for, you know, unity is a good thing, right? We all know that we should be unified, but we're not unified around the cross, and so that unity breaks at some point. Sure. Um, but what we're talking about here is to clothe ourselves with this supernatural love, and that binds us together. Right. And now we are one. Why? Because we're all standing around staring at the cross. Yes. And as we do that, the power fills us, the love fills us, the Spirit of God fills us. And guess what? We answer the prayer that Jesus prayed when he prayed, Father, I pray that they may be one, even as you and I are one. Mm-hmm. Well, look at the cross and you will be one. Because when you look at the cross, you don't see division. You don't see selfish ambition. You don't see people wanting to get ahead. You don't see that. You see going lower, humbling ourselves down and loving one another. And it's like we're just tied together in love at the foot of the cross. Right. Amen. We're all just looking, celebrating, and, uh, you know, sometimes we're left speechless. Right. Why? Because someone starts to preach and just lift up the cross before our eyes, and we're seeing it with them, right? And then and then we get caught up in the whirlwind. We get caught up in the worship, and, and we get caught up in the unity, mm-hmm. and caught up with your tongue, or whatever, <laughs> and, right? So, uh, Jody, what, do you, what else do you see there in verse 14 that you'd like to share? Oh, well, I, you know what? Um, I, what I was thinking, I was listening to you all. My heart was just so full and rejoicing in the truth. And um, But I had this memory uh, come to mind. Um, you know how the world uh, frequently, or in movies, books, things like that, they, they basically or frequently tell the gospel story unintentionally, right? Uh, everybody needs a savior. Somebody comes in and saves the day, right? Well, in The Grinch That Stole Christmas, at the end of the movie, um, they're all standing around holding hands around a big tree, right? And they're singing, and they have their little song they sing or whatever. But I thought to myself, and it, the whole point is that it's not about the stuff of Christmas. It's about the unity of Christmas, right? It's about the love that comes with Christmas, right? But really and truly, the tree is the cross right that's what we all when we stand around that in unity feeling the love of Jesus flow through us a song erupts and we sing with one voice and one heart and one mind the gospel song and joy joy and worship and happiness erupts right amidst difficult circumstances. You see Paul talk about it all the time. Oh, we were beaten. We were in prison. We were shipwrecked. We were terrible, awful, horrible things were happening to him. And yet, what is he doing? He's singing hymns in prison. Why? Because he was unique and special? No, because he was filled with the love of Jesus that binds all this together and gives perfect harmony. You know, that's that's what I want. I want everybody to understand this new, beautiful thing that God has brought to my heart, which is that the cross transforms every circumstance, every situation, every relationship. It doesn't matter the hurdle. Jesus has got it cleared by miles. 
right? There's nothing that he can't handle. I don't care how dark the situation is. When, when you flip the lights on, the darkness goes away. <laughs> and that's what happens when the gospel enters into our lives in a dramatic way. When we see the cross of Christ, we see Jesus' death in our place, we see his resurrection, we experience that forgiveness ourselves, we are going to be changed by it. There is, you can't help it. Hmm. Why resist? Why would you want to, right? <laughs> feel the love. That's what I want. <laughs> Let's feel the love. The, the only question I have, is she allowed to use the Grinch in Absolutely. <laughs> this is religious stuff. We redeem all things. <laughs> as long as she ends and ties it and binds it and anchors it to the cross, you can use whatever you want. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> But uh, yeah, just looking at verse 14, you guys have just been such a blessing. And uh, but I love how it says, above all. Yes. Above all. Right. The very paramount thing I'm trying to drive home here, above all, mm. is that you would clothe yourselves in love, which binds in perfect unity. This clothing yourself with love. And we see this at the cross, right? Mm. The lover of our soul. Yeah. The the. God, God's love demonstrated there by sending his son for us. The love poured out, the love that rushes into our own hearts, the love that's rescued us, right? right? And that's what we all want. I think somebody said it earlier, we all desire to be loved mm -hmm. and picked and be a part of the family. And at the cross, it's exactly what we see. We're adopted into the family. Yes. We're loved into the family, yes. man, right? And so I... I you know, and then Christ pours out, you know, he's pouring out into us. He's pouring out his spirit. And what do we see? What's the first fruit of the spirit is love. Yeah. So now we're walking in the spirit. This is how we're walking in the spirit. Right. Because we look at the cross and we receive. Yes. We receive such love. And then we continue in this love as we're walking with the spirit. The very thing that crushes the flesh. Right? Right. And as long as we're, so we want to walk in this. We want to be clothed in it. We want to bathe in it. Yes. Uh, we want to dunk seven times in it, like Damon yes. did, right? And we would just want to continue to wash there and be renewed there and be filled again there. Mm -hmm. Right? And um, so this is how marriages are changed. This is how we go from a dark marriage to a marriage walking in this love. Because at one time we had not love. Yes. Or we had the, um, you know, we, we, we've come up to the level in which we could in the flesh, mm -hmm. if that even makes sense. Yes. Right? But now it's overflowing. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus was overflowing with love for us on the cross, demonstrated by his blood and water being poured out in the taking of our sin mm -hmm. and the words that he was speaking. I mean, he demonstrated in so many different ways on the cross for us his love, mm -hmm. which he imparts to us. I think it's important to really define love because yeah. what you just yeah. said is going to transform any marriage. Right. If you begin walking in love, that's going to overlook faults. That's going to build your partner up. Mm -hmm. That's going to allow for, for errors and, and uh, things. So really, let's define love. And First uh, John chapter 3, mm -hmm. verse 16, I believe, tells yes. us, this is how we know what love is. Right. It's my favorite verse. Really? <laughs> what is it? Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Yes. Now combine that with Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 that tells us, For the joy set before him, mm. he endured the cross. So it's not like this. It's not like I say, 
I have to love my wife and I need to lay down my life for her. So I'm going to do it. Okay. No, for the joy yes. set before him, he went to the cross. Mm. He looked at that cross. He saw the results of it, which is you and I sitting around a table and experiencing his love. Mm -hmm. For the joy set before him, he went to the cross. Mm -hmm. For the joy set before me, I'm to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Mm. It's, it's a joy in dying. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. And this is what's exciting to me is to look at the cross enables me to live like that. Mm. Of course I fall. Of course I stumble. Of course I've not reached perfection. Right. That's all a given. But I'm just talking about the power source, the motivation, and the definition of love. Jesus Christ laying down his life for you. Mm. So. That was beautiful, brother. And that's, that's exactly right. Um, and that's a great place to go ahead and wrap up this podcast here as we're out of time. And we'd love to do this. Uh, couples gathered around the cross again, maybe in the future. Uh, but for now, Mike, would you like to pray us out and think about what we've, the passages that we've gone over. Maybe there is, you know, a marriage that, that there's, there's no love. They're not clothed in, with tenderhearted mercies. They haven't experienced the power of the cross. Um, uh, maybe they're struggling to forgive one another and they're, they're, um, they're not making the allowances, right, mm -hmm. uh, for the faults of others. And so, brother, would you close us out in prayer? I'm going to pray Colossians 3, 12 and through 14 mm -hmm. for someone listening right now. Yes. Father in heaven, someone's hearing these words and they need hope and they need help. They need power. They need love. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, Lord, please help them to clothe themselves with tender-hearted mercy by looking at the cross and seeing Jesus' tender-hearted mercy. Lord, I pray that they might take on themselves kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, even as we see at the cross all of those characteristics coming to him in, in one act of love. Father, would you please help whoever's listening right now to make allowance for the other one's faults, mm -hmm. that they might forgive whoever offended them, right. even as they've been forgiven. Lord, help them to remember, to remember that the Lord forgave them on the cross so that they might forgive others. Help them to remember in order that they might forget the sin. Lord, I pray right now for this one listening, that they might see that above all, that which is of first importance right now, is that they would clothe themselves with love. And that would bind them together with all believers in perfect harmony and unity. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.